Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Whether you're in your garden or hiking through the woods, we have you covered. Call now with your outdoor questions. In Appleton, call 281-1150 or outside the valley, 866-887-1150. From the Myron Construction Studio of WHBY, it's Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. Brought to you by Dimensions Living Appleton. Good morning, everyone. Hello, and welcome to a Friday edition of Outdoors with Rob Zimmer, part of Focus Box Valley here on WHBY. A big thank you to our sponsor, Dimensions Living Appleton, and a very happy Friday to all of you. And a hello to Rob Zimmer, who, of course, joins us every Friday. Rob, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing okay. Doing I'm okay. loving it. Here, yeah. here in Appleton, we're having a mini blizzard right now. It looks like a snow globe out there. Oh, I've got a snow globe, too, outside my window here in oh, Hortonville. And I know you've been on Sunshine Watch today, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a little bit of sun peeking over the top of one of my pine trees oh, right now. Oh, cool. It's we did, uh, but uh, you know, not not long ago, right before I got here, but now it's cloudy and there's it's really snowing kind of hard right now. Oh, man. Beautiful. Yeah. Just a beautiful setting this week, and I'm hoping we'll talk a little bit about what we can do in the winter wonderland, but Rob has a few other topics for us today. Bald eagles, for example, the Christmas bird count, and we are hoping that you will join us uh, live with a question. If you've got one, 920-281-1150 is that number. Again, 920-281-1150 on that Settlers Bank phone line. Call in. Tell us what you're seeing outside your window especially with this beautiful snow we have all across northeast Wisconsin. Yes, and give us a call. Let us know if you're seeing eagles. I want to really focus on eagles today because I've been seeing tons of eagles this week as I've been out and about um, traveling through the area, so I really want to focus on eagles. If you have an eagle sighting or an eagle story you want to tell or a favorite eagle experience, and of course, now that we finally have some snow, at least in parts of the area, uh, if that changed what's coming to your feeder, what, what kind of birds are, you, are showing up at your bird feeder. I am going to talk about the Christmas bird count that uh, have started, and my top 10 list uh, top ten list today is going to be um, the top 10 birds that showed up on last year's Christmas bird count. So that'll be kind of interesting. So all kinds of fun stuff to talk about today. And, of course, it snowed. So if you have a cool experience that you want to share with the snow, um, I was all over yesterday when it when the snow first came. In some parts, you know, there were six or eight inches. In other parts, like I went to Point Beach, there was literally nothing. I was kind of disappointed. I wanted to, you know, get some really cool snow pictures, and there's literally just a dusting on the ground there because the lake is so warm. Uh, they didn't really get any snow there. Yeah. I know it, it certainly depended on which part of the – state you are in but the fox valley getting that perfect blanket for a white christmas yeah perfect like three or four inches throughout the area i was at high cliff this morning before i came here beautiful beautiful oh. beautiful uh all sorts of cool stuff 
All right, 920-281-1150 is that number. You can give us a call today, or if you are unable to pick up the phone, we have an email option. Go to whby.com, click email the studio, and you are able to email us. I see those, and we can share your questions over the air. And I'll even give you a third option here today. We did put a post up on WHBY's Facebook page. You can write your comment underneath the picture. I will be checking that uh, frequently throughout the an- throughout the hour as well. And we will head to the phone lines. Thank you, callers. We have Sandy joining us first here this morning. Hi, Sandy. Good morning. You're on with Rob Zimmer. Good morning to you. Um, I am just leaving the Oneida Reservation, and I had, speaking of eagles, and eagle come, (laughs) oh yeah, come down um, right over the top of my car, so I watched it, I was actually, it was like I was following it down the road, it was going down the center of the road, and it kept dropping, 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 to the point where I had to hit my brakes, it swooped down, there was a (laughs) Um, dead, I don't know if it was a rabbit or what it was, oh. and it came down and it picked up a chunk oh. of something, and then it went back up where where he was supposed to be enjoying it. Yep. <laughs> so that's my majestic eagle story. Also, are um, the juncos in town? Yes. I mean, juncos are back, and I've been seeing a lot of them. In fact, I was at High Cliff this morning, uh, and I was standing right next to a whole flock of them that were feeding on, right on the ground on some weed seeds. So on the are, ground? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, they, um, they don't usually come fly up into feeders. Sometimes they do, but usually they prefer to eat the stuff that fall, falls out of the feeders onto the ground. They're pretty much ground feeders. Um, yep. They were yeah. they were on our patio, oh. and... A lot of times I'll purposely um, throw some food on the ground for any of the birds because um, I do have a lot of feeders up, but I don't like to see them fighting over it. So (laughs) I try to spread the um, smorgasbord out a little to give them a little ease and comfort in their dining hall. But that's it, and um, thank you. Have a good weekend. Thank you so much for the eagle sighting. I love it. And, yeah, bald eagles are pretty much scavengers. You know, people think because they're such big, you know, majestic birds that they're these mighty hunters, but bald eagles actually prefer um, to scavenge. They scavenge. One of the big things is the the roadkill, you know, like like Sandy mentioned, a rabbit or something in the road. Uh, They scavenge white-tailed deer carcasses out in farm fields and along roadside ditches and stuff. Um, and a lot of people he, right here in Appleton, you know, they, they scavenge a lot at the landfill and um, uh, other areas, too. And, and at Thousand Islands, where they gather a lot along the river, they're, they're usually scavenging sure. winter-killed fish and carp and things like that. But they'll also hunt. I mean, they'll take geese geese and ducks and stuff. And, of course, they're expert fishermen. They have those big talons. They can catch fish uh, right out of the water. But they are largely scavengers. So that's a perfect Right, sign. and I was blessed with the front row seat. To, yeah. to see that. <laughs> Love it. Love so, it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. you thank you Bye-bye. for the call. Thank you for the call, Sandy. 920-281-1150 is that number. I've had a, I've had a bald eagle actually swoop in oh. front of my vehicle before. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it startles you, but it it's 
stunning at the same time. They're big. A really popular place uh, for that to happen is right here in Appleton, downtown Appleton, over the Memorial Drive Bridge. So many times I've, I've driven over that bridge, and they literally just swoop, you know, six feet over the railing and just right over your car. And it's it's just amazing as they, you know, fly along the river here. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Rob, I do have an email question coming through here from Steve. Steve asking, I made two roosting boxes. One is at a friend's in Appleton, and birds go in and out all day long. The other is in my yard, Kokana, and is not used. They have been up for four months. Not sure why. Any ideas? Um, So... I'm assuming these are like enclosed boxes. So you said there's one in Appleton that you have birds going in and out of. The one in Kakana, you don't see anything going in and out of. Um, are you looking inside or are you just assuming it's not used because you don't see anything flying in and out? Because a couple things might be happening. Um, first, the birds might have plenty of natural roost space uh, in the neighborhood elsewhere. But another possibility is a lot of times, and you don't even know they're there, uh, but we had, uh, I remember last year we got a call from Jeanette who had this happen. She had flying squirrels in her roosting box. That's and if, right. there, if there's flying squirrels in there or even mice, um, or there might be an owl that's using it, a small owl, like a, a, um, a screech owl, depending how big the hole is. So it could be that it is being used. Um, but if you're not actually opening up and looking in there, you might not notice that. But it is possible that there are flying squirrels or um, mice. Uh, you know, you probably don't want the mice, but there, there could be flying squirrels or other critters that are going in there. Um, and that might be why you don't see birds flying in and out of it. When we finally get some cold, like we're supposed to get next week, uh, like teens for highs and single digits for lows, that might force more birds to use them. Um, especially things, you know, like chickadees and some of the other birds that like the roosting boxes. Uh, so you might, it may just also be that they don't really need it right now, but uh, with the cold weather coming, you might see some more birds using it too. But um, those are a couple possibilities I can think of. Hmm. Yeah, that is curious. That is a curious conundrum. Yeah, and, and a lot of times, like like I said, since the flying squirrels are nocturnal, during the day they're going to be in there sleeping all day. So if they're in there sleeping, uh, birds aren't going to be going in and out of there, and you won't notice it either because they don't come out till at night. So yeah. it's possible. I mean, that is a possibility, even right in town. My friend Lindsay a couple of years ago had a, a roost of flying squirrels right in her backyard too. So um, they're out there. So Yeah, and the housing market is tough too. Might yes. be for birds too. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's take a short little break. Uh, when we come back more with Rob Zimmer, we're going to talk bald eagles, the Christmas bird count, and a top 10 list that is bird related as well. So if you'd like to join the conversation, we welcome you to do so. 920-281-1150 is that number on our Settlers Bank phone line, or you can email the studio as well over at whby.com. We will be back in just a bit. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Man, it does Welcome back to sign. Outdoors with Rob Zimmer, and well done, DJ Zach, yes. for uh, <laughs> the very appropriate music selection as we continue our Outdoors Hour here. Give us a call today, 920-281-1150 is that number. Phone lines are wide open right now, so we will turn to you, Rob, to chat bald eagles. What do you think? 
yeah, I want to talk about bald eagles. And of course, uh, now this time of year is when they really start to concentrate here along the Fox River, Lake Winnebago, the Wolf River. Uh, and we are very fortunate that we uh, live in what is now kind of bald eagle central. And it didn't used to be that way, you know, just yeah. 20, 30, 40 years ago, there were no eagles here. And if you wanted to see bald eagles, you had to make a road trip over to the Mississippi River where they, you know, they, they gathered even then back back then in large numbers, you know, near La Crosse and some of those other areas. But now, you know, we have more eagles here than pretty much everywhere and anywhere in Wisconsin. And it's really uh, amazing. Of course, in uh, bald eagle concentrations, I mean, they're at their peak uh, from mid to late January. And that's when, you know, places like Thousand Islands, they do their um, each year at the end of January, they do their Eagle Days along the Fox River, which is awesome, uh, an awesome family event to get to see bald eagles and learn about them and, and everything. But um, they are gathering this week, and they're really starting to show up uh, from the north. Bald eagles migrate down from northern Wisconsin and Canada this time of year to find open water uh, where they kind of scavenge for fish and look for ducks and geese all winter long. And we're starting to see a lot. I was at... um. I was at Calumet County Park just yesterday, and I counted at least 10 bald eagles on the ice. Uh, the lake was starting to open up with the strong east winds, and there was some uh, open water, and the eagles were just sitting along the edge of the ice and up in the trees along the shore, mostly watching the ducks and geese that were all gathered there. So uh, that was pretty cool to see. And um, I saw some at High Cliff this morning. I counted about six of them there, mm. and I've been seeing them along Little Lake Butamore, the uh, the Trestle Trail, and the west shore there by the Wild Center um, and I also saw some at Point Beach. They're even along Lake Michigan, too, sitting in the trees along Point Beach looking for some big uh, washed-up salmon and, and trout and carp and stuff like that. So they're really starting to gather, which is really cool to see. Um, and over the next, you know, six weeks or so, they're going to be even more and more. Um, we do have two kinds of eagles in Wisconsin. A lot of people think they see the other species, which is golden eagle, but those are pretty rare. And what people are usually seeing when they think they're seeing golden eagles are just young bald eagles. Bald eagles don't get their full adult coloring or their white head and tail until they're about three to five years old. So um, a lot of the young bald eagles are uh, brown and they look like a golden eagle. But golden eagles are really hard to find. Uh, especially when people tell me that they see groups of golden eagles, that's pretty much a giveaway that they're seeing young bald eagles because golden eagles are solitary birds. Uh, they're out in open country like out in western Wisconsin, and you're never going to see them in groups, uh, at least here in Wisconsin. So generally those are probably young bald eagles that you're seeing. Uh, like we were talking about with Sandy before, bald eagles mostly are scavengers. They feed um, by scavenging on white-tailed deer especially. That's like a huge, huge source of prey for them now, and that's part of the reason why bald eagles are becoming so common uh, is there's a lot of food out there for them. Uh, my friend CJ, uh, he lives in down by Chilton. He said by High Cliff, uh, Sherwood, there's a roadkill deer out in a farm field there, and every day he drives past, and there's like three or four bald eagles uh, feeding on that deer. So one carcass can feed a deer, uh, feed a, uh, one deer carcass can feed an eagle for a long time during the winter season. So um, it's a, I don't want to say it's a good thing that there's a lot of winter killed deer out there, but uh, they don't go to waste, that's for sure. I'm curious, Rob, how often do eagles need to feed? Are they able to, you know, hunt once a week? Is it an everyday type of thing? How often are they searching for a food source? Yep. It depends on the time of year. You know, in late winter and spring and into summer when they're feeding their eaglets on the nest, they 
they need to eat a lot or they need to feed a lot and gather food to bring it to the nest. This time of year, they don't need to feed nearly as much. And, and usually if they have a good source of food, um, you know, if there's not a lot of competition, because depending where there are, where they are along the lake shores, um, you know, they get a lot of competition from gulls. You know, you wouldn't think a gull would be any competition for a, an eagle, but the gulls are fast and swift and they steal a lot of the food away from the eagles. Uh, but they don't need to feed nearly as much. And if they're, if they're out in the country and they have access to, you know, a, a deer carcass, they might feed every couple days on that, take some, a few big chunks and go. Um, so it depends on the time of year, how much they need to eat and feed. All right. That yeah. piques my curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. 920-281-1150 is that number if you would like to join in on the conversation. Um, are, are, are eagles more of a, a, you know, a lone ranger or are they kind of hanging out with, with a group or a flock, I, sh I guess I should say? Yep, that's, that's a good question too. Through, through most of the year, uh, other than the winter when they when they come to roost near open water, bald eagle pairs are pretty much, uh, they're on their own. Like the pair will stay together. They mate for life. Uh, they'll leave usually late winter, you know, around late February, early March. They'll go start to repair their nest and fortify their nest. And from that moment on, they're together pretty much, you know, the entire summer, spring and summer, you know, raising their family and stuff. Um, we see them a lot congregated you know, gathering together this time of year, especially as open water areas get less and less and less, um, they start to concentrate in more heavy numbers, not because they're looking for company, but because that's where the good food food is. But you will see sometimes, like I remember a couple of years ago, uh, I'm sure we talked about it on the show where I had a picture of 80 bald eagles in, in trees wow. at Jefferson Park. Uh, and it's right, it's routine nowadays to see, you know, 15 or 20 in trees, you know, along uh, Little Lake Butamore, at Jefferson Park and some of the other areas, so uh, they can they can gather together in pretty large groups. They're usually, uh, even though they're together, they're solitary, but they're just in large groups because there's open water there and uh, they're hungry. They're very hungry. Yeah, and I was <laughs> I was going to add too the other the other big. Um, competition for food sources especially along country highways and you know out in cornfields and stuff uh, on carcasses crows crows and blue jays uh, are really big uh, competitors for food too you know if you have a a big group of 20 crows they can strip a carcass pretty quick whereas the eagles will will take it more slowly so they're always, they always have to be on the on the guard or on the watch for potential um, scavengers that will take food from them and in the summer you know turkey vultures are one of their big competitors but turkey vultures migrate out of the area for the winter fantastic all right mm -hmm. any other fun bald eagle facts you'd like to squeeze in here rob oh i have a ton of bald eagle facts do you want me to start well why don't we take a break take a break, we'll take okay. a break. um sure. we'll allow people to get some calls in if they'd like 920-281-1150 we'd love to hear from you it doesn't have to be eagle related either and uh we will share with you today's garden bite and come back with more of outdoors with rob zimmer oh there's no place like home for the holidays cause no matter how far away you When you pine for the sunshine of a friendly gaze For the holidays you can't beat home, sweet home 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Outdoors with Rob Zimmer here on WHBY, Haley Ten Pass, alongside Rob Zimmer. And, of course, phone lines are open. They're wide open right now, 920-281-1150. If you'd like to call in and join us here for the hour, we've been talking bald eagles. We're going to chat about the Christmas bird counts coming up and Rob's top 10 list. Also, birds that showed up during last year's bird count. So something to keep your eye on as we uh, look ahead to Christmas weekend in just about a week. Crazy. Time flies. Crazy it does. And that song that was on during the bumper, it talked about sunshine. I just wanted to throw in really quick, you know, even I've been getting depressed over the last week. We really haven't had a sunny day in a long time. And it doesn't look like the sun's going to come out now until maybe Sunday or Monday we might get a peak of it. But uh, even, like I said, even I, like the outdoors guy, get a little gets a little bit depressed when I don't see the sun. So I just want to throw it out there. If you've been missing the sun and you're feeling kind of down, um, one thing I would do is go visit a greenhouse and go walk into like Memorial Flores here in Appleton, which has a huge greenhouse full of plants. Buy yourself a Christmas, you know, a poinsettia or an orchid or something um, something colorful just to brighten your day just step inside one of those warm greenhouses and uh, hopefully that'll cheer you up a little bit until the sun comes out again but it has been a long time since the sun has actually been out for any length of time saw some blue sky this morning at high cliff for about three seconds and then (laughs) and then the sun went away Um, but yeah if the weather affects you and and it seriously does affect a lot of people the lack of sunshine and december traditionally is our least sunny month of the year um, but that's one thing you can do is just go visit a greenhouse, you know, Steins or Memorial Florist or one of the other greenhouses in the area and just bask in that <laughs> greenery and that warmth. And hopefully that'll help. I love that suggestion, Rob. And pick up a few plants while you're in there, too, exactly. and, and give them as a gift to somebody. <laughs> yeah. And, and of, of course, one of our favorite house plant places is Waters Greenhouse in, in Nina. That is such an amazing place, too. Mm. Uh, again, any of those places, just walk inside, and it's like you're in a tropical jungle, and hopefully it'll bring back uh, some memories of what that sunshine was like. <laughs> yes. Yes. I- all right. Well, if you have any more bald eagle things to chat, chat about, Rob, you can you can do, do so. Sure. And right just now, let me know. If if, like. yeah. Just let me know if someone comes in. I do want to say a lot. You know, a lot of us take for granted places to see bald eagles here in the area because we're you know we're used to them or we've been here a while. But uh, I always like to remember that you know every year there's like thousands of new people who move to the Fox Valley and the Fox Cities and know nothing about this. So I want to kind of just give. Uh, some good eagle watching hotspots again. Uh, basically anywhere. We, we really are in bald eagle, bald eagle country here in the Appleton area, and we are so fortunate. Uh, anywhere along the Fox River from, you know, the mouth of the river in Oshkosh and Nina and Menasha, um, all the way up to Green Bay, really, anywhere along the river, as well as out and out to Gamey County and Shano County along the Wolf River, you know, New London and Shiocton and some of those places are great too. Um, and, and really right in the heart of some of these Fox Cities community is the best place to see them. You know, downtown Appleton, like I was talking about, the Memorial Drive Bridge, the, Sky, the Oneida Skyline Bridge, um, the Newberry Trail, um, all the way obviously through Kimberly Combined Locks. Uh, Kakana, Thousand Islands, of course. My friend Andrea posts bald eagle post uh, pictures from uh, Thousand Islands almost every day. She's going there. But, you know, in, in Kimberly, there's Sunset Park. There's all sorts of, of places to with overlooks over the river all along that area. All the way up through Wrightstown, that's a great area to see the bald eagles, especially along Highway Z, uh, as in Zimmer. Uh, along the river there, and then De Pere, Voyager Park, some of the other areas, right up to the mouth of, of um, 
the river at Green Bay. Uh, the Trestle Trail, Little Lake Butamore area, along the West Shore especially mm-hmm. by the Wild Center and um, some of those other uh, natural areas along the west side there are also great places to see it. And of course in Nina, Kimberly Point Park and the river, wherever there's open water, all of these places are excellent, excellent for watching bald eagles. Um, but, you know, right in downtown Appleton is probably the best eagle viewing. When, when you think of like Lutz Park and Pierce Park and the Memorial Drive Bridge and the Newberry Trail to Lula Park, there's so many eagles just right here. Uh, we are really, really lucky, and I don't ever want people to take that for granted because, you know, there's people in other parts of the country who would um, travel hours and hours and hours to see bald eagles and get just one picture, and here we can literally walk out our doors sometimes and, and get beautiful, beautiful pictures of them. Yeah. You mentioned a thousand islands, and I just want to do a little mm-hmm. shameless plug because yes. uh, Deborah Nowak will be joining me next week on the show briefly. Oh, good. To talk about their bald eagle nest watch program. Yes, that's so, another opportunity yes. that's coming up. Yep, they're doing. You can help them help the organization observe a bald eagle nest and and record data on it. Uh, and several people I, I know on my Facebook page when I posted that, a lot of people said they've done it and they just loved it. It was a really rewarding experience. So stay tuned for that on how you can help monitor bald eagle nests uh, locally and throughout the state. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What else about bald eagles, Rob? Uh, I have some fun facts about eagles, uh, just some various miscellaneous things. Uh, The wingspan of an adult bald eagle can be eight feet. That's huge. That is huge. Uh, They are big birds. When you see them in the sky, you know, sometimes they're so high they look small. But when you see them up close or when you're, you know, when you go to some of these live bald eagle presentations, which I'm sure Thousand Islands will have at their Eagle Days program uh, in January, uh, you'll see how truly big they are. And how big their talons are and their, their claws and their beaks. And they're just incredible creatures. Um, the nest alone can weigh a ton. Bald eagles tend to use the same nest every year and they add to it. Some There's some nests in Florida that are literally like three or four stories tall of, of logs and sticks and trees. Because they can bring pretty big pretty big branches up there. So the nest alone can weigh a ton. And places like um, Heckrod Wetland Reserve, they have like a... Um, a mock bald eagle nest that, that's life-size. So you can kind of walk in there and set, step in there and see how big they really are. So the nests alone are huge. Female bald eagles, like most birds of prey, owls and eagles, uh, females are 25% larger than the males. So a female bald eagle can weigh 10 to 15 pounds, which for a bird that has to get off the ground is pretty heavy. And the males can weigh 6 to 9 pounds. You know, most people assume that the bigger the bird, it's got to be a male. But with birds of prey, it's actually the opposite. So the bigger birds are usually females. Which is interesting. Another interesting that I, a fact that I found that I didn't even know is that the plumage of eagles, that they have the black pigment in their feathers. That black pigment has been proven to strengthen feathers against breakage when they dive into water. So there's a reason why bald eagles are colored black and white. That black um, prevents those, those wing feathers and important feathers from breaking when they dive into the water with such force. So that was something even I learned uh, when I was researching this. So yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are excellent fishing eagles. They have sharp talons as well as a rough pad uh, on the bottom of their talon to help grasp slippery fish and other food. Um, eagles will also hunt. They'll hunt for rabbits and squirrels and other small mammals. Uh, they are very adaptable. This is very interesting, too. Eagles are found everywhere in North America from the, the high northern tundra, you know, where it's snow and ice all year almost, down to Florida mangrove swamps and, and places like that. So uh, they nest in pretty much anywhere from near jungles to flat, wide-open tundra. 
Um, bald eagles, as of this year, the, this past breeding season, they've uh, they nest in every single county in Wisconsin, which uh, is amazing, and it's not known if that has ever happened before. Uh, it used to be back in the 1800s and stuff like that, there were a lot more bald eagles before pesticides like DDT in the 1960s and 70s kind of almost wiped them out to extinction, and now they're coming back. And last year, they nested in every single county in Wisconsin, which is pretty much amazing. Um, and bald eagles have a life expectancy in the wild of about 16 and a half years. Amazing. So that's pretty amazing, too. The one thing that, that's kind of sad news, and um, I don't want to talk about this, but I have to because you, you have to make the awareness out there. Is bald eagles are extremely susceptible to lead poisoning and small mammal uh, rodent poisoning because they eat a lot of fish and ducks and geese that have you know lead pellets, lead sinkers, lead, lead hooks and stuff in them. Um, and of course, if, if people are poisoning rodents with, uh, or rabbits or squirrels with rodent, rodent poisons, that builds up in their systems too. And we had um, some unfortunate examples of that this past week. Uh, well, we also had the bald eagle shooting in Milwaukee, which was terribly unfortunate. I mean, I, I still can't understand why in 2022 you have people out there shooting bald eagles, but uh, that eagle did not survive. That was in Milwaukee. And then there was a story out of Minnesota where uh, bald eagles were scavenging a landfill like they do, and there were some illegally dumped um, euthanized animals. I'm not sure if they were pets or, or something else, but there was uh, a big pile of euthanized animals in that uh, landfill um, and of course, those chemicals that are used to euthanize them, uh, they don't go away fast enough and the bald eagles ate them. And I think three out of th 13 sick eagles have passed away already. I'm not sure if uh, any more have, but that's really sad that, again, we're in 2022 and we have people doing stuff like that. Uh, they don't think about the consequences of, of dumping animals like that into a landfill, that there are wildlife species that um, forage on those. And the same thing with snowy owls. Snowy owls will scavenge too. And you don't want to have poisoned mice and rats out there uh, running around in fields dying and having snowy owls and eagles gobbling them up and also dying. So that's the bad news. <laughs> that is unfortunate. And I'm sure bald eagles aren't the only animals affected by right. some of that carelessness as well. So right. something Any, to consider. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything, Absolutely. Anything that eats scaven scavengers, you know, foxes, coyotes, eagles, owls, crows, jays, all sorts yeah. of birds. All right. Well, let's take a little break. And when we come back, how about mentioning that Christmas bird count and Rob's top 10 list? All right. All right, we'll take a short break and return after this. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids Welcome back to Outdoors with Rob Zimmer, part of Focus Box Alley on WHBY. Let's get things rolling. Rob Zimmer is here, and I know you wanted to mention the Christmas bird count. What can you tell us, Rob? Yes, Christmas bird count season is here. Every year there's a there's a period. Uh, the National Audubon Society started this, and I think it's their 100th. Oh, my gosh, now I forgot. Either their 100th or 125th anniversary. It's just an extremely long-running count. And what they do is they set aside the period every year from December 14th to January 5th for different um, bird watchers, bird organizations, uh, things like that to um, do a count of all the birds that they see during that period or during their count day. Um, they do it to be consistent every year. They do it on the same period, the same day pretty much 
to see how populations of birds are changing. Um, if you want to participate, go to birdcount.org for all the details. Uh, you can participate by uh, what you'll do on that website is look for the count circles they're called or the counts by state, and it'll show you all the different. What they do is they do a 15-mile diameter circle, and you can find out who the coordinating person is for that circle and email them and see if they have spots available and how you can participate. And what they do is they have it all laid out for you. They have a route that you would follow, or if you want to participate from home that's an option too and basically you just go drive that route and stop at different places and listen and, and watch for birds and you record them all uh, and that goes into the tally for that year's count um, which is pretty fun I think maybe next week we'll do I think we've done this before we do a live Christmas bird count on the air well we'll just have people call in and tell us what they're seeing outside uh, as we're on the air that would that's always fun to do that to see what birds are most common uh, but my top 10 list Oh, good. I still have time. My top, I was thinking I was out of time. My top 10 list for this week is going to be last year's um, 10 most common birds on the Appleton Christmas bird count. There are several other bird counts in the area. There's Sherwood, uh, of course, in Oshkosh and Fond du Lac and New London and, and those areas. But I'm going to focus on Appleton. These are the 10 most common birds on last year's Christmas bird count. So, Ready? Perfect. All right. Take it away, Rob. All right. Number 10 <laughs> is the black-capped chickadee. There were 514 black-capped chickadees seen during last year's Appleton Christmas bird count. Number 9 is the dark-eyed junco, a popular bird. Lots of people love those winter birds. 551 dark-eyed juncos seen on last year's Christmas bird count. Um, and I think, I'm not sure, don't quote me on this, but I think last year's Christmas bird count in Appleton was December 21st. So if I'm wrong, sorry, but it's close. <laughs> Number eight is the morning dove. There were 753 morning doves recorded on last year's Appleton Christmas bird count. And this is just Appleton. So if you think all these other count circles, I think there's over 100 count circles just in Wisconsin. Uh, there's a lot of birds out there even in the middle of winter. Number seven is the herring gull. Thanks to places like Lake Winnebago and the landfill, there are lots of herring gulls out there. And last Christmas, uh, last year's Christmas bird count in Appleton, there were 798 wow. of those. Yeah. Uh, number six is not a native bird, but still a common one, uh, the house sparrow. There were 1,028 house sparrows counted on last year's Christmas bird count. Um, number five if I can read my writing, is the common merganser, which is one of the diving ducks that we see a lot on the Fox River, Little Lake Butamore, Lake Winnebago. Last year, there were 1,298 common mergansers seen uh, on the Appleton Christmas bird count. Probably most of those were right on the Fox River in downtown Appleton. You know, if you ever walk along the river during the winter, you see these white ducks uh, all over the water, and many of those are common mergansers. A lot of people mistake them for loons because they kind of look like that. Uh, number four, another diving duck that's seen on the Fox River, even right in downtown Appleton, um, is the common goldeneye. 1,462 of those. So a good year for ducks last year on the Christmas bird count. Number three, another duck, uh, the mallard. Of course, there are always, always lots of mallards around here, especially around Thousand Islands, uh, Kimberly Point Park, all sorts of areas, again, along the river mostly. 3,496 mallards on last year's Christmas bird count, which is pretty amazing considering most people think that, you know, all these ducks and geese migrate south for the winter, uh, but a lot of them stay. Number two is another 
non-native bird. It's the European starling, uh, which, although they can be pretty gregarious, they're actually beautiful in the winter. In their winter plumage, they're this iridescent, kind of like an oil uh, sheen, metallic golds and silvers and greens and bronze and blues, and they're gorgeous. And last year, there were 4,891 European starlings on the Christmas bird count. And number one, do you want to guess it, Haley? Hmm. Just the for number fun. one bird, cardinal? Did you mention that one already? Not a cardinal, nope. Ooh. The number one bird, this might surprise a lot of people too because a lot of people think these all fly south. But if you're in Appleton especially, you know they're here all winter. It's the Canada goose. So oh. <laughs> 7,659 Canada geese just on the Appleton bird count last year on December 21st. So uh, lots of geese around here. And and kind of like the bald eagles we were talking about before, this is a relatively new occurrence. You know, again, 20, 30 years ago, you did not have Canada geese here uh, in the Fox Cities in winter. They all flew south because they were all coming from far north in Canada. But lately in the last 20, 30 years, we've had a huge um surge in giant Canada goose numbers. Giant Canada geese are pretty much non-migratory. They stay right in their area where they nest and everything. And that's pretty much what makes up a lot of these overwintering geese in the area. But 7,659 Canada geese just in the the 15-mile Appleton bird count circle. Wow. Pretty amazing. That, that adds a little extra six geese a laying. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. yeah. It does. Yeah, and it looks like it might be the same this year with, you know, a lot of the waterways still open. There are still a lot of geese out there. I've been seeing huge flocks, you know, at, at Collins still and even right in Darboy. There's a ton of them. They stay in those little retention ponds uh, and along the Fox River at Thousand Islands and other places. There's a lot of geese still out there. Oh, and the music. I did that just well, in time. That was like perfect timing, Rob. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> well, Rob, I will be out next week, Friday, starting oh. my holiday vacation soiree, I suppose. So, so you won't I be will, doing my Christmas bird count with me. I won't be here for the Christmas bird count, oh. unfortunately. But I will be listening, likely, and uh, I will look forward to our conversations to come in the new year. Yes. Well, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and enjoy all the holidays, and get some, get some time outside. Yes, we, that's exactly what we're doing after the show. Merry Christmas, Rob. All we'll right. uh, talk to you soon. Okay, bye. And, of course, you can catch uh, this episode online over at whby.com right after the show. We'll be back with an hour of Focus Fox Valley after this. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 